The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanGarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanGarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Bean Garter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? We are getting set for another hour talking about TCU and Michigan playing a week from Saturday out in the desert in Arizona. Speaking of that game, if Michigan wins, how would you like to win a trip or two airfare tickets to the game hotel out in Los Angeles, courtesy of Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Just text CHAMPS to 21000. If you're 21 and up, enter right now. Text CHAMPS to 21000. Let's go talk with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, checking in on the Meyer guest line. Let's look ahead to New Year's Eve out in Scottsdale, Arizona, TCU and Michigan. And uh, Chris, as we step away from the hype of an undefeated season, another Big Ten championship for hardball, all the postseason awards, when you look at TCU Michigan from a pure football standpoint, where do you give the nod to Michigan, and what concerns you about TCU? Yeah, great questions, Bill. And uh, first things first, man, this is a this is a good football team, and I don't think people understand that. You know, when you get to the playoff uh, and you play a team like this, this is the team that. For example, if Oklahoma were on their name, because this is kind of like an Oklahoma-type team from the past, really, really good offensively, have their problems defensively, but they can score in bunches, and they've got a, really a quarterback who I don't know if I'd call him elite, but he's he's really, really good and uh, throws a great ball. He can run. This is going to be the kind of challenge for Michigan that they haven't really seen. They've seen good quarterbacks like Aiden O'Connell. He couldn't move uh, against Purdue. They really what threw up feet for, for like 340 yards, but he couldn't move out of the pocket, so they didn't have to worry about that aspect. Duggan can actually move, and so this is going to be a new challenge for them. So I think that TCU is going to be able to move the ball. They haven't been great in the red zone, so it's basically a big play team that if you can stifle them down there at the goal line and hold them to three, then you're going to be okay. So um, that's number one. Uh, but really, Michigan should be able to move the ball on these guys. They aren't as physical up front as they've seen in the Big Ten. Uh, and you'd feel better, obviously, if you had Blake Corum, who's not going to play in this game. And uh, really sounds like Bill, his his rehab's going to go longer than expected. He never should have tried to go in that Ohio State game. And in my opinion, he got bad advice to try it. Who knows if he hurt himself worse. But uh, to have Donovan Edwards back there, he's going to be healthier. 
from what we've heard, he's had a procedure on his hand and should be good to go and, and with less of a cast than he's had. And then maybe even by the national championship game, have next to nothing on there except a little bit of protection. You can still run the ball. And I think they'll be able to run the ball on these guys and control it. So uh, it could be a higher scoring game, Bill. But to me, there's a reason Michigan's a favorite by you know nine and a half points. I think it's going to be closer than that, but I like Michigan to win this game. Uh, from the Michigan side, you mentioned the health of Donovan Edwards. Obviously, Corum uh, not going to play. By the way, one one footnote on Corum. For him to finish seventh in the Heisman voting, uh, that's a travesty in my mind, Chris. I get he was hurt in the Illinois game. But what's interesting is all I hear is this body of work is what counts, even with the college football playoff committee, why Michigan isn't number one, because Georgia played Oregon in the non-conference and Michigan had three cupcakes on the non-conference side. And I get the full body of work that all the games matter. But then when it comes to the Heisman, well, Corum was hurt. And so you're just going to wipe out everything else before that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. He should have been there, really. He should have been there, and there's no question about it. <laughs> and, uh, Seventh in the Heisman voting? Are you kidding me? Why, why yeah. not just make the Heisman the best quarterback award? Exactly. That's where it's that's where it is now, and it's it's gotten silly like that. And uh, but he deserves uh, everything he, he's getting in terms of the the postseason accolades. And you know, I do know immediately after that Illinois game when he got hurt and it looked like he wasn't going to play against Ohio State, he was already talking about potentially coming back next year. And I think Michigan will try to get him back, especially if he has a longer recovery time at this point, Bill. So uh, I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying it's a possibility because if he can't work out for teams, he was already projected as a third or fourth round pick. We'll see if he's going to go lower than that now, projected lower than that if he can't work out for teams for the combine. So, But I, I agree with you 100%. You look at what he accomplished and look at the numbers that he put up and his yards per carry. And the way he carried this team, Bill, and his importance to his team was really second to nobody in the country almost when it comes to uh, no matter what position. So uh, I agree with you there. And uh, But, hey, uh, maybe he'll come back next year for an encore and, uh, and get to live out all of his dreams and get all those awards. You know, when you, when you start thinking about next year, I know we still have TCU on New Year's Eve and with a win, and Michigan, like you mentioned, nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. With a W, they're playing either Georgia or Ohio State, and I can't even fathom, we'll touch on it later, if that championship game at SoFi in Los Angeles is the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just it's surreal to even discuss, but I've been telling everybody this since the Big Ten championship game was halfway through that Michigan is going to be your preseason number one in college football in America when this season is over. I'm talking about for next year. Yeah, they very well could be with everything they have coming back. They're going to lose a couple guys like Mozzie Smith, but you got a kid and true freshman Mason Graham who had an unbelievable year. Chris Jenkins will be back next year, and they've got Sean Benny. They've got depth up there, Kenneth Grant. That's going to be a strong defensive line in in terms of interior line and depth that they've had. They're looking for some edge rushers in the portal, but it looks like Iabi Oki is going to come back. Derek Moore, as a sophomore, as a kid primed to take a huge leap. Your linebackers, you're going to have Nakai Hill Green back. Michael Barrett, it looks like, is coming back for a sixth year to go with Junior Colson. Uh, they're, they're going to need to recruit a corner, too. Yeah, I think I think DJ Turner will probably leave, maybe Jamon Green. But Will Johnson looks like a star, doesn't he? Oh, so. he's just a stud. 
Yeah, and so you're going to have the offense, the receivers. You've got young receivers ready to step up. You've got J.J. McCarthy coming back, Donovan Edwards, maybe Blake Corum. So tight ends, uh, they lose Eric All, which was weird. And, uh, you know, boy, these captains didn't work out real well, did they? But uh, these tight ends, you get, you got plenty, and they're a big part of the offense. Colston Loveland's going to be a future All-American. So uh, there's no question that they should be primed. Uh, they'll be top five at least. You know, there's SEC bias. It'll probably be Georgia or Alabama, but Michigan will be right there, and they're going to be the favorite to win the Big Ten, I'll tell you that, Bill, with C.J. Stroud leaving, and uh, and they get Ohio State at home next year. Imagine three in a row over the Buckeyes. That fan base is probably somebody's going to have to, to keep an eye on them if that happens. Well, maybe when they play Iowa in the Big Ten title game <laughs> in December of 2023 and Johnson picks off McNamara, takes it to the house and does the Heisman pose <laughs> in the end zone in Indy. You never know. You know what? Kate, uh, I, like, I tell you what, Cade McNamara and all, and I'm not going to judge him because they did a lot for Michigan football, but, yep. but the way they exited isn't a good look for them. It's not. I agree. I agree. And I think there are some things that Michigan probably could have done differently with Eric all without getting into detail, you know, with the, with the injury and everything. But with Cade McNamara, this guy, you know what? You lost your job. You got hurt. Um, uh, you lost your job fair and square. You had every opportunity. And in fact, you came out of fall and everybody said, you know what? He probably had a slight edge and he came out there in that first game and he didn't hold it. And you know, did he expect that they weren't going to have competition? Uh, if he did, then he was mistaken and Jim Harbaugh never promised him anything and he said this position is for rent nobody owns this position and J.J. McCarthy won it and so uh, it's unfortunate to see him go out that way and sully his legacy like that Uh, um, not just to you know what it's one thing to okay say that you're going to Iowa before you know right after the Big Ten championship game and uh, but to not really support your teammates publicly and to to bail on them uh, like he did and to say the things he said like he was owed something or like he was wronged really leaves a bad taste in your mouth, Bill. You know what? You just uh, said the positions for rent. I got a new nickname for Harbaugh, the landlord. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> he should be yeah. known. He should be known as a landlord. Every po- for rent, and he's got positions. I like yeah, that. Yeah. That's good, Chris. You're creative there at the Wolverine.com. <laughs> By the way, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, talking Michigan football. We'll get into more of uh, TCU versus. Michigan, what if the Buckeyes and the Wolverines are playing in the college football championship game? Do you shut down both programs and say it will never get any better than that? All right, Chris, uh, so the TCU matchup, uh, they're not that typical, hey, we're going to win games 55-50. TCU actually has played a little bit more defense, which I think was a big key in TCU getting uh, to the Final Four. I did watch that K-State game, and they went up and down the field. I'm just feeling that Michigan can beat you throwing the ball. They can pound the ball. Uh, Their offensive line, their defensive lines. You know, I'm kind of feeling an an easy double-digit victory uh, in that game. I am, but but when we look at Michigan football, and this is where I want to get your feedback, how many games have, outside of Illinois where they needed the rally, and it was a second-half performance comeback in Columbus. They haven't really been challenged in the second half too often this year outside of that Illinois game. 
Yeah, and Maryland, I would guess, would put it in there. They kind of pulled away in the fourth quarter. Right, and Maryland yeah. scored a, a late touchdown, but you're right. And uh, they've been a great second-half team. So, you know, we tend to overvalue the Big Ten at times. Uh, if you look at the the playoff, as a matter of fact, I think they just ranked all the, the playoff teams. Somebody did, the Athletic. I think the Michigan State team was dead last at 36. The Michigan's team last year was 27th. You know, those teams that generally make it as that fourth team, that sacrificial lamb, uh, haven't been great, yeah, even from the Big Ten. Ohio State once in a while, obviously, but even then they've gotten blown out in the playoffs. So, um, and I think, I think TCU is being undervalued a little bit. I really do. And, uh, you look at what they've accomplished and, you know, Again, it wasn't great competition they were playing, but some of the venues they played in and won. Baylor's a tough place to win. Texas is a tough place to win. And they played good defensive football against those teams. So I'm expecting one of those games that's going to be it's going to be a third and fourth quarter game. Uh, because let's be honest, that's what it's been for Michigan all year. They make great adjustments in the second half. And then they bury you by just continuing to beat on you. And I think that's going to be the key. They're going to have to be able to run the ball and keep that, tex- that Texas Christian offense off the field a little bit. But I love their quarterback. I love how he battles. Uh, Max Duggan, is he looks like a running back playing quarterback, but who can actually throw, who's an elite passer, too. And they've got some deep threats that that are really good. We saw what Charlie Jones did from Purdue against Michigan uh, was outstanding. So I think he had 13 catches at least for 160 yards. So they're going to have to be better there. And uh, and again, this is a different challenge. So I think it's going to be one of those things where Jesse Minter, Michigan's defensive coordinator, is going to have to make adjustments. But uh, I think this is going to be a fourth quarter game. I think Michigan wins it. I think they have they're going to be able to run the ball and they have too much power on offense. But uh, but to me, this is going to be one of those that comes right down to it. And then I'll be honest, I love Georgia in this game. We've been talking to people in Columbus and and they are having a hard time, from what we understand, motivating this Ohio State team to play against Georgia. Isn't that funny? You lose to Michigan and you have that hangover and you still make the playoff and you have an opportunity to play your rival once again and uh, we've heard that they've had to actually throw some money at some of their stars just to play in this game NIL money which is crazy I don't I haven't confirmed that bill but if that's the case man then boy that's an indication of where where NIL and everything else is and, and in this day and age of college football well and you can see with these what I, what I'll call high NIL led programs the motivation is money. And when your motivation yeah. is money, and, and not just for this college football playoff game, I'm talking about the year. I go back to C.J. Stroud that if you're driving a Bentley, Rolls, whatever the dealer gave you, and an offensive lineman's having a tough time getting money to go through a drive through or yeah. or take a, a girlfriend out on a date, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that that is not going to build the team concept. And I'm looking at teams like Tennessee and Alabama that imploded this year. And, yeah. and, and NIL heavy. Uh, Texas A&M, yep. NIL heavy. You know, the SEC was NIL before NIL uh, was legit. And now this open market, uh, you're going to get teams that are going to have an NFL feel to them where there isn't a lot of emotion and playing for each other. Which, by the way, the Lions look like they do play for each other, but we'll see yeah. when they all attain pro success how how that comes into play. But yeah, Ohio State, I can see it. Uh, these guys are all yep. thinking NFL. Uh, they're all five stars. Uh, you got to pay me to play, uh, yeah. and then other guys know that uh, they're not getting paid to play, but other guys are. How, how do you get a team to buy in on that? Exactly, Bill, and it ruined Tennessee before that South. Oh, Carolina I know. Game. You yeah. can see it. Yeah. You can look on the field. You can look at Alabama on the sidelines where they used to be jumping around and everybody going crazy. 
these dudes are all are, so Bryce Young's going to get a seven figure at you know seven figure yep. deal, and guys on that team aren't making squat. How, how do you get everybody uh, to pull the rope? If I can use a Butch Jones. Uh, phrase yeah. in the same direction. It, it can't happen with guys who are eighteen to twenty four ish. No way. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say roll the boat, man. And on our PJ Fleck, but as you're right, they got to roll in the same direction, and and it did. Well, I think Butch used pull the rope or something. I remember yeah. him at CMU, and I'm like, really, Butch? Yeah, yeah you pull the rope. <laughs> Michigan uh, Rich Rod actually had it painted on the uh, wall, hold the rope, and I'm like, where it would it? Oh, well, hold on, that might have been. Hold on, I think I think Butch was on Rich Rod's staff. Was well, there you at, go. At West Virginia, I think he was a wide receivers coach. So it was, uh, yep. was he yank my chain, pull my rope? I forget what it was called. <laughs> Whatever it was. Well, with Rich, it was definitely yank my chain. Right? Well, it was but, like, uh, it was like good old boy network of Rich going, Bill, I want, I want to introduce you to my defensive staff. And I look at them and all of a sudden I hear, or send in the clowns. No, <laughs> no, I met Calvin McGee. Now, this is when I first went down, you know, Schembechler yeah. Hall back in the day when Michigan used to let me do live shows there. Yeah. Is that uh, I think I've been too honest. Uh, I'm not exactly on that invite list. Uh, signing of the stars, no more Bill backstage with Brady, Jeter, Harbaugh, uh, uh, the Migos, Leland, uh, Bob Kayser. Uh, you know, Brady talked about not showering after the uh, loss to the Niners on Sunday. I swear to God, when I was standing there with John Jansen, the University of Michigan Facebook page, uh, football Facebook page, we were doing the live Facebook interviews uh, at Signing of the Stars, the very first yes. one at that uh, auditorium. And, yes. and Brady comes in, and all of a sudden, like, Abloff or someone says, hey, Tom's ready with... Jansen, so we go into one of the, you know, side rooms. There wasn't a lot of room, and I'm telling yeah. you, it's Jeter's with his, you know, Miss Columbia or whatever his wife is now, and yeah. it, it would so you name it. Every the backstage is unbelievable, and Brady looks like he hasn't showered, like he's wearing the yeah. clothes from last night, and it's yeah. like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock in the afternoon. And, and I go to stand next to him, and me and Jansen had to wear, like, you know, maize and blue blazers. They got us from, like, the team travel uh, department, whatever. My blazer, you know, looked like it was a, a, a 9X. It was hanging down. I looked like a kid who had to go to confirmation and has got a jacket that doesn't fit him. And then yeah. Brady Brady walks in, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, my God. This dude, like his clothes were wrinkled. I'm serious, like, and he and he yeah. smelled. And what do I do? I can't. <laughs> you know, you don't do anything. You I can't begin anything. the interview with hi everybody. John Zanson, Bill Simonson, University of Michigan uh, football Facebook Live or backstage here, sign of the stars. Tom Brady's joining us, and damn, Tom, you reek. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that. I'll say three things about that. Number one, you did a hell of a job as the voice of God, as Jim Harbaugh called you. Um, so that was fantastic. Number yeah, but two, uh, you know what? He stopped. He stopped believing in Jesus a couple of years later when I had to be honest about the program. Yeah, apparently. Uh, you know what? You're not the first, and you won't be the last. It happens. You got to be honest, otherwise, Bill. What's the point of doing a radio show or doing what I do? You know, I've been trust me. You know, Chris, I ask myself that question almost every day. What's the point? 
Right. Yep. But I, I've been honest about Michigan's NIL, and I will be. You know, saying that the athletic department is dropping the ball. I wrote a column on it yesterday, saying that you don't have to be pay for play, but you have to. There's got to be a sweet spot here, and you've got to embrace it in some fashion. And they have been slow to do that, and that's not that's not okay. But back to your signing of the stars. The second thing on that is the good thing is they've gotten away from that, and they were signing stars, and these guys were playing not to get hurt. And you can't build culture that way. That's another way to with that guys aren't going to trust each other outside of NIL is if, hey, this guy's going half speed and I'm sitting here busting my butt. And I'll use an example, Chase Winovich, when they were asking him, you know, would you consider sitting out a bowl game? He said, that's not in my DNA. And you have captains sitting out bowl games at Michigan and you've got guys that are now shining in the NFL that were thinking about sitting out seasons, Bill, because they had like a torn pinky toenail or something like that. That's not going to win you anything. Now they've got guys that are playing together and you're hearing Ohio State fans say, man, we wish we had more guys like that. More guys like Rod Moore, who we had on our podcast last week with Doug Skeen, who's just fantastic, was a three-star kid but is all over the place and and knows the game and just wants to win so and then the third thing i'll say is it was funny john jansen listening to him talk about nil and that day how he's back there and how they all reassumed their roles it didn't matter that tom brady was one of the most successful quarterbacks of all time and one of the most famous people in the world he and aaron shea were sitting there picking on him and he's sitting there looking at the floor and all shucks and then everything else like just like he was that freshman back in 1995 or whatever so but that was a good day but it's good that they've moved on and Jim Harbaugh's gotten back to his roots of building a team that's going to kick your butt in the trenches on both sides of the ball and you can win that way in the Big Ten with man ball and you can win that way nationally and we're seeing it again. Yeah, I just I I, I will go back and I'll see a photo on my phone or a Facebook memory and I, I remember backstage there where I turned over my shoulder and it's Jeter and it's Brady and it's uh there's Harbaugh, and there's a who's who of people walking through here, and it's really tight quarters. And then yeah. the 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 band, the Migos, and Leland were in the smoking room, and 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 the and the smoke coming out just wasn't Marlboros. And I'm thinking <laughs> it, it was so surreal. And Derek Holland yeah. is hungover. We had party with him the night before. Brad Keselowski, <laughs> the NASCAR driver. And then I'm watching the captain on ESPN Plus. I was catching up on that. And you see Jeter's love for Michigan. I mean, you yeah. you see that. And then that's what made me think the other night about just that backstage. And then how beautiful it is now that I can't get a damn interview with anybody from Michigan football. <laughs> And I went down there and wore like a a suit that you know I looked like I stole off a rack, but it was, I'll never forget that. It was awesome. It no. really was. And then Ric Flair, Ric Flair comes out. That was crazy. Oh God! There, everyone backstage. It was so yeah. packed back there that yeah. um, I remember before we're gonna start. All of a sudden, Hardball goes, "You have a script?" And I go, "No, I'm freelancing." He goes, "Yeah, are you sure you can do this?" And then and all of a sudden the lady with the, like the headsets going, all right, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, Bill. And there I hear him, uh, and she's going, I'm at a point. Are you ready? And, uh, and she goes, 30 seconds and Harbaugh, she says 30 seconds. Harbaugh goes, are you sure? Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And I'm like, you know, there's all these people, but all I see is Harbaugh and me. And then he goes, all right, go get him. And he pats me on the damn ass. Like I'm a quarterback yeah. going in to run a play. <laughs> well, it's awesome, though, man, and, and and that's who he is, and that's a good thing. It was man. a firm, smooth hand right on my ass. 
<laughs> I don't think we needed the detail there. Well, <laughs> and then I, I forget who else was there. There were so many people coming and going. I, I remember when Rashawn Gary almost went to Clemson, and, and, yep. and there's commotion like 1230-ish, and Hackett goes, uh, the, the you know, the AD that brought Harbaugh, former AD of Michigan, I go, what's going on? He goes, oh, yeah, uh, Rashawn Gary, I guess, uh, is getting a better offer somewhere. And I'm like, yeah. And I go, I go, really? And then all of a sudden, uh, you close the door and you hear Harbaugh getting loud with, uh, I, I assume it was an assistant, not Gary's mom or family. Yeah. And they're all going back and forth. And, uh, and, and now here's the Sklar brothers. You know, you're like doing and, yeah. it, it, that backstage. And I brought along Bob Kayser, who's a huge Michigan fan, the voice of the Grand Rapids Griffins, because I wanted a Michigan fan I knew that this experience would be out of body almost. And yeah. it, I never envisioned backstage. Brady didn't have no underarm deodorant on. He didn't have his hair. His <laughs> shirt was wrinkled. Uh, Jeter comes walking in with, I think, was it Miss Columbia or whatever, the beautiful woman he married. She was gorgeous. And, yeah, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. And Leland was there, who actually was a nice guy. And I, I, I did bring up the fact uh, in talking to Leland for like 14 hours during that time, the night before and that day, how'd you blow 2006 and 2013 <laughs> World Series rings? Hey, he got them there. Jimmy Smokes did all right, man. Oh, so, uh, yeah, you I remember did. after they beat the Yankees? Uh, yeah. In, uh, <laughs> Would you rather have had him or Brad Osmus in, in, uh, to, to, to go up oh, I, I tell you what, though, uh, you know, Osmus, uh, Give me Garden Hire or the last two. Give me AJ Hinch or Garden right. Hire. They have at least yep. one of those rings, if not both. Probably. And you know what? Those. You know what? Let's be honest. Verlander didn't pitch well either. So man, we can go back and relive oh, that. But and now, now he's making forty three million a year with the Mets for two years and Insane. multiple rings, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we go, I got to ask you, man, what'd you put in G- Jared Goff's Cheerios, by the way? This guy's turned it around. And you said he was a good quarterback, and I made fun of you, and here he is looking like a good quarterback. What the hell? You don't have to, there? you don't have to apologize. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> Who's apologizing? I'm not apologizing. You're apologizing you to me. No, I, <laughs> I, I think he has weapons. And when he had weapons yeah. with the Rams, he went to a Super Bowl and. Um, I was a year late on my prediction that golf would get more wins than Stafford. So, uh, yep. you know, that takes away at least two to three hours of sleep every night. Chris Ballas, by the way, the other voice you're hearing from the Wolverine.com. You can follow everything Michigan football leading up to during and after the TCU game. And uh, if they get to the championship game, uh, it could be Ohio State. I doubt Ohio State can beat Georgia. So, Chris, stick around. I want to get a few minutes on the what if. Sure. Uh, the Buckeyes and the Wolverines are playing uh, for the national championship. You bet. Uh, Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com joining us here on the Huge Radio Network. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Get more for your money when you shop your holiday meal and more at Meyer. Find delicious Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for just 89 cents per pound, limit two. And get 50% off the entire stock of holiday apparel for the family. And 50 to 60% off select outerwear for the family. Plus, get an additional 15% off your total toy department purchase with M-Perks. Get more for your money and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. 
Huge here for the huge show that airs every weekday afternoon at 3, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. How would you like to win a trip of a lifetime from Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Well, you could be in L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they beat TCU. You need to enter now. If you're 21 and up, text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000 for your chance to win. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. To the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Chris Ballas of the the Michigan Insider, joining us. Uh, so we both like Michigan to beat TCU in the college football playoff semifinal. Ohio State, I, I can't believe the money has gone on the Buckeyes from the start on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, Big Board. I think it began at 7.5, uh, Ohio State was getting. It's gone down to 6.5, fluctuates back up to 7. But the money on the Buckeyes, I haven't understood that at all. Mm-mm. I don't either. Playing in Atlanta and against a Georgia team that plays to the level of its Why are people really- betting on the Buckeyes? Well, they're Ohioans, so they're not very smart to start. So, um, but number one, number two, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are thinking, boy, they're, they're going to have uh, a lot of motivation to play Michigan again and erase that. And we've heard just the opposite. It's like, okay, you know, we've got another opportunity, but Ryan Day is really having a hard time motivating his guys. And um, you know, they are playing in a dome, right? So maybe that'll maybe that'll help them. But I think this Georgia team is is Michigan on steroids, not literally uh, necessarily, but. This is a team that's going to give them fits in a lot of ways that Michigan did. And so I think they're going to be able to run the ball on them. I think they're going to be able to throw on them. Stephen Bennett, I think, is underrated. So I think they're going to put up a lot of points, and I, I think they're going to win handily. But to me, um, it really comes down to, uh, it, you know what, C.J. Stroud. And if he has a great game somehow and uh, and avoids the turnovers that he had against Michigan, then I think he can help keep them in this game. But uh, they are not. Uh, they are not in Georgia's class, in my opinion. I think Georgia's still the team to beat uh, handily. There's no question, Bill. I think they'd probably be about a an eight or nine point favorite or seven point favorite against Michigan, even so, uh, in the championship game. But regardless, um, I can't wait to see it. I, the fact that we get the early game in Arizona, get to do our writing, and then uh, maybe catch like the late parts of that game. Just being there two years in a row covering Michigan football is who would have guessed this a couple of years ago, Bill? Certainly not me. Yeah, most Michigan fans that I've talked to since Michigan beat Purdue and won that Big Ten title in Ohio State on that Sunday afterwards got that fourth spot. Most Michigan fans don't want Ohio State in that championship game because you're giving the Buckeyes uh, a chance to erase what happened in Columbus and hold mm-hmm. a national championship trophy over Michigan fans forever. Yeah. 
there's two ways to look at it, and that's one of them. And, and you know, you want them to stew on that loss for 365 days. I mean, that's just the way it is when, you're, when you've got these rivalries. Uh, number two, could you imagine if you beat them a third time? And somebody, one Ohio State fan we talked to and one Ohio State writer said, if Michigan beat them twice in a year, once in Columbus and once for the national championship, that would undo everything that's happened in the last 17 years, and basically you're back on level ground. And it's hard to argue, man. That would be unbelievable. And I would think a lot of pressure would be on Ohio State at that point because they talked a good game, Bill, and they said on the day of the game, they said, oh, they've done their talking and it was a fluke and this and that. They're still they're calling this last game a fluke. When they had a Michigan had a scoop and score at the end of that game that the official called back, you know, and called dead for some reason. Otherwise, that's a 50-point, another 50 spot on them. And they're sitting there calling that one a fluke, too, when they got their butts kicked 28-3 to in the second half. So there would be even more pressure on them in this game, in my opinion. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, again, I've, though, I've been wrong. Uh, I said, though, when we were talking five weeks ago, Bill, and I said there's still a great chance for Michigan to get to the to the playoff, even if they lose to Ohio State, everything had to happen, and everything did happen. USC lost. You had Clemson losing a couple times. So uh, anything can happen. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at Michigan-Georgia. Michigan-Georgia, I do agree. And then SoFi Stadium, January 9th, will be the college football playoff national championship. Can't imagine what it will be like, no matter if it's Georgia or Ohio State. And Ohio State takes it to a whole nother level. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com joining us on the Meyer guest line. Remember, you can gear up for everything University of Michigan football and athletics. Quality license official team gear, a huge selection. Always had that great Meyer price inside the team gear department at your local Meyer and follow everything Michigan uh, in their march to Los Angeles for a national championship at the Wolverine.com. Chris, appreciate the conversation. Uh, we'll talk when we get closer to kickoff. Sounds great, brother. Thanks for having me, Bill. Right, Chris Ballas checking in here on the huge show across Michigan. One reminder, all of our social network interaction at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, is presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. Follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. There's never been a better time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Sign up today and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. If any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wages outcome. Just use my bonus code, SHEPBET200, when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use my bonus code, SHEPBET200. 200 to win $200 in free bets if any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the huge show that airs every weekday afternoon at 3, right here on the Michigan Sports Network. How would you like to win a trip of a lifetime from Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Well, you could be in L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they beat TCU. You need to enter now. If you're 21 and up, text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, 
to 21,000 for your chance to win. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle and filling your sleigh with $100,000. Come out for Reindeer Games every Friday in December from 6 to 10 p.m. Each hour, two players have the chance to pick a lucky reindeer and win up to $100,000 cash. Don't miss your chance at huge holiday winnings. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Week from Saturday, we have Michigan and TCU hooking up in the desert. College football playoff semifinal. Landry Burdine is on the TCU football radio network. He's standing by and joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome in, my friend. Bill, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I understand you were in North Texas not too long ago. Yeah, I was just down there uh, last Wednesday through Saturday in McKinney. Stayed in Allen, uh, Ferris State University. Uh, the Bulldogs won their second straight D2 National Championship at that really nice high school field that seats 25,000 people. <laughs> that's one of the smaller ones down here. That's right. I'm glad you got to do that, man. That's, uh, I'm glad that D2 deal is a neat deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it was really well done. I, I've been to a lot of like Final Fours and college football playoffs, Super Bowls. The, the four days they did down there, they do it right. Uh, the people of McKinney, the NCAA, the participating schools it was really a strong event and i had a chance to talk to some of the mckinney high school football players and just about the plethora of talent and you see it probably on that tcu roster i would assume most of that tcu roster texas kids right oh yeah yeah they in fact uh, you know the motto around campus is they, they you know their dfw's team right they, i mean you can put a fence around dfw and you know the metroplex area and recruit from there and you know, pretty well compete for a national championship every year. There's, there's a ton of talent, as you know, and uh, it's one of the one of the better spots for high school football talent in the country. Uh, what's different about this team? The ability to get to the Final Four, to be two wins away from being national uh, champions. Uh, what have you liked about this season uh, as to how they got to this point and also what concerns you going into this Michigan game? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. I was a part of a coaching change at TCU when I was playing there, uh, you know, in the late 90s uh, when Gary Patterson and Dennis Franchoni came in. I was there. And uh, so I got to see the impact of a coaching change and how quickly, even with, with you know, essentially the same roster, uh, a different staff and a different approach could uh, make some significant changes and, and, and the benefits of those. And so, you know, sometimes change with these college age kids is, is all that it takes. Uh, and, you know, Sonny Dykes brought in a staff that's got a very calm approach, uh, very businesslike. Uh, it's a little bit different than, you know, it was when, when Patterson was here. Not that either one's right or wrong, right? I mean, Patterson obviously had his successes as well. Uh, but, you know, he just brought in a completely different approach. And then they did a really good job of mining the transfer portal for some specific needs that they had. Uh, those guys all panned out to a man, which is rare. And, you know, so there was some luck involved there as well. And, and they stayed healthy. And so that that's what I liked about this team was really that uh, they liked playing football together. Uh, you could tell they loved being in practice. And that's rare. You know, that doesn't always happen. I think that that's really the basis for, for a good football team. Um, you know, what has me worried, I guess, the time off. Uh, you know, I think it's it's good in some ways. 
you know, I, I think this is a team that, that had a bye week the second week of September, and they played every week since. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's good to get some rest. But, you know, the flip side of that is they were playing some really good football. And, you know, sometimes you can see teams laying egg after after laying out for a while. So that's, what, that's the thing that keeps me up at night. Yeah, it's kind of like last year when I looked at Michigan, and they were on that roll after beating Ohio State, hammering Iowa. Then you take that nearly month break, and they looked really flat. And granted, Georgia was loaded. They wouldn't have beat Georgia, but they just didn't look game ready. They, they yeah. to start that game against Georgia, and then they're down big, and then you're chasing points against against one of the best one year college defensive units I've ever seen. And yeah, the break, and I know they do it to give the guys rest, and they want to build up hype for the games, and you got travel involved. So it is what it is, but. From an X's and O's standpoint, with what you've seen so far uh, on the TCU side, knowing what Michigan has, uh, what do you think this matchup will be like? You know, I think uh, the uh, Michigan's obviously going to try to run the ball. I've I, I just started kind of getting into some film of them over the last couple of days, um, and, and they're going to try to impose their will on people. Uh, you know, I, I think TCU has a propensity for the big play, and that's something that you know, Michigan's been pretty good at keeping to somewhat of a minimum. Now, you know, they have not seen the depth of skilled players that TCU is going to bring into this game. Um, and so that's going to be kind of an interesting matchup there is how well uh, does Michigan handle that. And, um, you know, so that's going to be an interesting matchup for me. But, you know, that this uh, Michigan offensive line against the TCU front seven uh, is a fascinating matchup to watch. Uh, TCU's got really good linebackers. Uh, their safeties are really good, but you know Michigan is, you know, if not the best, one of the best uh, at running the football, and 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 they don't apologize for it. And you know they're not real tricky about it either; they're coming right at you. So that's uh, gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah, I really don't know which way I'm leaning on on who's got the advantage in this game. I, I think it's gonna be a much better matchup than you know maybe some people in Michigan think, <laughs> and and I get that. You know they're not familiar with the frogs, but uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a heck of a matchup. He's a heck of an announcer, Landry Burdine. Every kid had to be named Landry back during the Tom Landry era with the Cowboys. That was a Texas law. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, man. You know, my dad denied it. Uh, and oh, I, I lived down in Austin. I lived down in Austin and did my show back in the late 90s. And I'm like, I've met more more kids named Landry. Like, um, And then I said it had to be the Tom Landry connection with the Cowboys. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, my, like I said, my dad denies it. He said they were going to name me Luke, but Star Wars had just come out, and that wouldn't have been cool. But, yeah, you look up and he's a, he's a ticket holder the day they got here and in the early 70s. And so, yeah, I think that probably had something to do with it. Where would you play your high school ball at, Landry? Uh, I played in Arlington uh, for the legendary Eddie Peach at a uh, school called Arlington Lamar. Um, it was one of the better programs in the state at the time, and, um, and so, you know, I, I made the, the trek about 30 minutes west of Fort Worth to play TCU and uh, just kind of hung around ever since, man. It's a great spot if you like football. It sure is, man. When I was talking to the, a sophomore at McKinney uh, for like the first half or so when I was standing up on the plaza and just kind of uh, parked myself watching that D2 National Championship game last Saturday with Ferris, Colorado Mines. This kid's a sophomore. He got to play because a stud safety got hurt and then, He's talking about seeing 20 D1 coaches at playoff practices and all this stuff and spring ball yeah. and uh, max out workouts. And, you know, I'm, we're standing inside the stadium. They share with two other McKinney schools. And I'm 
I'm, and I go, do they fill it up? He goes, yeah, most of the time it's filled up, you know, you know, especially playoffs. And I'm thinking 25,000. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, they do. And, you know, they just had the, uh, the state playoffs in uh, our town, won uh, the 5A Division One state championship. And at that game, which is one of the – it's not the, the biggest, it's the next level – uh, there were 40,000 at that game, mm. uh, you know, one high school game. And then the big, you know, the 6A Division one and Division two games routinely have 60 to 70,000. So it's, it's amazing. Big, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. High school football around here is, you know, you hear it a lot and you see it in the movies and everything else, but it's definitely uh, its own religion for sure. Friday Night Lights is real. It's a documentary, okay? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton really coached down in Odessa in Midland. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know, I, when I was in school, I actually got to play out of Midland. We played Odessa Permian, and we played Midland Lee. And, there you go. Uh, there, there was a lot of accuracy to a lot of things. You know, yeah, obviously the stuff that was that was blown out of proportion is pretty easy to pick out. But the the passion and and the traditions and and you know the the stress of playing out there was 100% real. Well, I, I agree with of, that. A lot I, of fun. I, the drinking on the field, like after the game, no, when, when yeah, they show no, up, no. I'm like, come on. And then the, before you know it, it's a, a borderline orgy out in the field. I'm like, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, that one. You got to get further out in the boondock. Let me, play the, let me play the janitor. Walk out there go, hey, get home. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let me be the yeah. old guy, the old guy janitor. Uh, Landry Burdon, you'll hear him on the TCU radio network week from Saturday, a little after 4 p.m. Michigan time. The Wolverines and TCU, that will be a good game. It's great. Uh, Final Four with Ohio State, Georgia uh, as a late game. Uh, thank you so much, Landry. My best to you and your family during the holidays and enjoy that TCU Michigan matchup. Bill, thanks, man. Have, have me on any time. I enjoyed it. Big. Bad. Huge.